are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everyone. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is back in business. We have a different show tonight. Uh, Chev and Nate couldn't make it, and uh, looks like Porkman had half of his leg cut off. So um, it is a little bit of a different podcast. We have myself, we got Bob Van Duzer, and we have our intern, Sean Fournier. He's stepping out from the producer booth and stepping into the limelight tonight. So, gentlemen, welcome. How are we today? Doing good. Doing all right. Thanks, sir. Let me uh, in front of the curtain for once. It was the least enthusiastic I've ever seen anyone to be. On I didn't want to. I didn't want to cut off Sean. That was my <laughs> thing. I'm doing <laughs> well. I'm doing well. I'm glad I was able to step in for Pork today. Sean is stepping in for Maddie, who is stepping in for Nate and Chev, I believe. So, um, yes. yeah, it's going to be a different look today, but I'm pumped. So let's go. Yeah. Let's do it. I do also for those of you listening, thank you for listening. I see that our subscribership is up, so make sure you keep clicking that subscribe button, tell a friend, refer a friend, and uh Sean will come hang out with you for a weekend. But uh for those of you who are listening and not watching, Bob is in fact wearing a flannel shirt. Uh, because it's flannel season, just like apparently it is AJ Dillon season. It's because always flannel Packers season. running back Aaron Jones has an MCL sprain and he's going to miss one to two weeks, Bob. That segue was fantastic, was it not? It was it was pretty good. No, I'm good. you know, as, as much as it sucks to see, you know, Aaron Jones get hurt, especially when they were allegedly giving AJ Dillon so much run to keep Aaron Jones healthy. I just think that's supremely ironic and it hasn't been mentioned enough. But uh no, I'm excited to see AJ Dillon actually get the run, you know, he deserves. I kind of wish they would have let Aaron Jones walk um this year and test free agency and do his thing out there. We got him on a pretty good deal, but it's still like we drafted AJ Dillon. Like, let's just use him and roll with him. He's shown that he can do well in somewhat of a bell cow role. So, so I'm uh, I'm excited for at least a couple weeks of AJ Dillon season. We'll see if it I'm carries not. on through the rest of the season. I know you're just mad because I'm going to be obnoxious about it, but even more so than normal. Yeah. <laughs> That's what yeah. I'm upset well, about. you know, somebody's got to pound the drum for AJ Dillon. So it may as well be a Packer fan. Yeah. Uh, also, we got uh, Johnny Uleka chiming in. Bra- practice squad call-ups. I guess, yeah, you could say that. <laughs> or reserve guys are him. Bob, you look like you would be a good reserve lineman. I, I, t- I take a f- – well, all right, fine. Defensive What's line you- or O-line? Sean, I think he looks like an offensive lineman to me. I agree. <laughs> yeah. If I toned yes. up, I could play defensive line. Absolutely. So here's the thing. They do say that offense, you know, when you go into a locker room, of an NFL locker room, they will say that offensive linemen usually are very neat and organized in their locker, and a defensive lineman is very chaos. What I could tell you from uh, working with Bob behind the scenes, Bob is very organized. Bob has brought a level of organization to this podcast that we did not have beforehand. And Sean, you look like a punter. <laughs> Either that or like I give a him quickie, a kicker, quick, uh, a kicker. shifty receiver. Who knows, right? No, you're not Kevin Curtis, dude. Sorry. Hey, I'll take Hunter Renfro. I'll take that all day. 
No. Uh, Johnny's saying, uh, you look like Sam Rayburn. Yeah, I guess you do look a little bit like Sam Rayburn. So, all right, let's uh, let's move on a little bit. The Carolina Panthers have signed quarterback Cam Newton. Cam Newton played, too. I thought – I really thought that he was just going to kind of chill and they were going to wait till you know, he was ready and reacclimated. No, he was out there right away. Um, I was hoping – I love P.J. Walker. I was hoping he'd just get, like, that one week – Kind of ball out a little bit, make you some money on DraftKings. Now Cam Newton came in, a couple touchdowns. Robbie Anderson's happy. So from all reports, it looks like the Panthers are preparing for Cam Newton to start next week. The big question here is Sam Darnold. What are we doing with Sam Darnold? Because trade deadlines are coming up. If you're competing, you holding, you keeping, what are you doing? Sean, what are you doing with Sam Darnold? Because I know you're a huge Sam Darnold fan. <laughs> Not quite. I love that you're putting words in my mouth. But uh, yeah, <laughs> Sam Darnold, I mean, it's funny. He started off the season so hot, right? Like, and, you know, a lot of people were even considering buying him at some point, um, you know, like within the first few weeks of the season. And um, now with Cam coming in, I mean, Darnold, he has to be a hold if you have him. You can't sell him. You can't drop him in most leagues because he's going to be a serviceable starter at some point. He might, it's not going to be getting you many points, but I mean, most leagues, even in like one QB leagues now, I find myself, everybody's grabbing quarterbacks like it's a super flex league anyway. So it's, it's, you got to hold him, I think, if you have him. Yeah, I'm not expecting anything from him. And if he happens to make a comeback, sure, but I, he's a hold for me right now. All right. So with a do not play unless you're really hurt. So it so. sounds like uh, so Sam Darnold's career and my childhood have a lot in common. Massive disappointment. But moving on, um, the Rams wide receiver Robert Woods is to miss the remainder of the season with the ACL, but they got Odell Beckham. Everything's going to be great out there now with OBJ in town. Didn't do much of last night, but then again, uh, I will say this. 49ers had a great defensive game plan against the Rams. Baltimore has released running back Le'Veon Bell. So tragic. Go check out Le'Veon Bell's Twitter page if he keeps it that way. Did you guys see that? Yeah, oh, weird. Like, dude, very, yeah, maybe just deactivate your account for a little bit. Just kind of chill. Turn you know off your mean? mentions. Yeah, just go, go relax. So I'm not going to say what's going on. I don't know. I don't want to speak for his mental status, but uh, sure. go check out Love Bell's Twitter. A little wild right now. San Francisco running back Elijah Mitchell did have surgery on a fractured finger. Um. Kyle Shannon said he might be good to go next week. One thing I noticed about dude. So Elijah Mitchell there towards the end of the game last night, I'm just up here doing some stuff. And uh, I noticed he breaks through the defensive line and he just kind of stopped. Like he didn't expect to go past the defensive line. And he was like, what do I do now? The dude just falls down. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, I just thought that was kind of interesting. So Elijah Mitchell, should be fine. I mean, this is something that he doesn't catch a lot of passes anyway. And if you recall, one of the things I said that I had to knock on him about, he didn't catch a lot of passes at Louisiana. He's not being asked to do that in the San Francisco 49ers offense. He's still startable. He's like a good RB3. So uh, that was our weekly reline, which apparently I'm supposed to be saying that this is what the segment's called. It's at the bottom of the screen. So um, what, what, Bob, what, what was that oh, for? It's fine. No, it's fine. I feel like the host should be saying that though, right? Okay, so I have a question for you guys. Specifically, you, Sean, do you like DFS? Do you wish you could redraft each week within the season? If so, it's time to check out Underdog Fantasy. While the best ball platform season-long drafts are closed, there's still weekly drafts and pick for every game. 
Support the Dynasty Rewind team and join us on Underdog Fantasy by using promo code Rewind, all one word, all caps. Somebody did ask me the other day if it was there was a space in there. No, there's not. When you make your first deposit, and you will get 100% deposit match up to $100. Here's what you'd want to do. You want to make 10 separate accounts with 10 separate email addresses and use that promo code each time. Deposit 100, get 100, more to play with. Boom. Link is in the description. We will see you there. Also, underdog give me college sports betting or sports stuff in pennsylvania thank you so all right we're going to talk about some debbie so i know the debbie guys aren't here right now but maddie hooking us up he set us up really good we're going to play a little video and maddie's going to talk about his debbie player of the week and we got a little bonus after that so stay tuned and let's talk to our man maddie where is the video there it is here we go hi maddie What's up, Dynasty Rewinders? It's your boy, Matty Big Chest, and I'm bringing you my Debbie Player of the Week today. Uh, Nate NFL is out with an undisclosed injury, so I'm going to be bringing you my Debbie Player of the Week, and that is a Michigan State Spartan, my team. Uh, you know, this guy's actually got NFL potential, though. He's a redshirt junior, a starting wide receiver, and he returns kicks and punts for my Spartans. His name is Jaden Reed. Uh, he was named to the Blitnikoff Award watch list. He earned first-team midseason All-America honors as an all-purpose player. Uh, he also earned midseason first-team All-America accolades by the Sporting, the Sporting News as a returner. You know, at uh, Western Michigan and MSU combined, he has 3,064 all-purpose yards, and that ranks number 46 among all active FPS players and also is number 17 among active FBS players and number 105 for all divisions and all-purpose yards per game. You know, that's impressive to me. He gets a lot. Uh, you know, three traits to describe Jaden Reed. Explosive, strong hands, and route technician. I really like his release package. Good deep release uh, from the slot. He gets open easily. Uh, there's a nice play uh, in the Michigan game, I believe, where he, no, in the Maryland game where he gets open for a touchdown right away, where he works out of the slot, comes back and just goes up and just gets a nice 26-yard touchdown. Uh, very impressive to me, reminiscent of Tyler Boyd. That's what I think when I see Jaden Reed. He's the only wide receiver this last week in week 11 to grade in the top four, that, and he did not play for Ohio State. So he's the only wide receiver to make the top four that did not play for Ohio State. That's impressive. Ohio State had a day, and uh, PFF has him ranked number four out of all wide receivers of the Big Ten over the, over the course of the season in the run grade and the receiving grade. So that's impressive to me. I like Jaden Reed. I hope you guys do too. All right, Maddie. Thank you very, very much. We appreciate that. So um, Maddie thought he was going to be able to make it tonight. He also was not able to. But look at that. Still coming through clutch and bringing us some awesome Debbie content. And hey, go figure. It's a Michigan State player. But look, you know, the thing is, you're good at scouting your favorite teams. Like Bob probably knows Wisconsin prospects. There's nobody nope. on Wisconsin worth a single bag of buns right now. So okay. it's very disheartening to watch them. And Sean, your college team is still uh don't really have a college team. Still the in Northeast the market. is not really strong for college football. So, Ooh. you know, we're not very uh big on going to Yukon football and uh you know being proud of that, but not so really I have no strong ties to any football team in the collegiate uh 
realm whatsoever right now. So what you're telling me is the intern needs a college football team. Yeah, we might have to do a Twitter vote like uh, Dan, our DFS guy, did. Okay. Rewinders, and those of you who are not official rewinders yet, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. You know all that. Sean needs a college football team. So we got to make this happen. So, you know, what I like about Sean is Sean is not a guy that he's not a front runner. Like he was not a Patriots fan just because they were winning a Super Bowl every year. He was a Patriots fan from birth, right? That's right. All right. right. So what Sean is telling us right now, if the people decide that Sean is a rice or an old dominion or a UCF or an SMU fan, he's going to stick by it till the day he dies. So everybody on Twitter, Sean needs a collegiate football team so he can keep us informed of their best prospects. Old dominion. I'm really pulling for you or wake forest. Come on, man. Oh, Wake right. Forest, Demon Deacons, let's do it up. That's my vote right there. So um, we'll talk about that after the show. But, uh, you know, so Bob says that there's no prospects in Wisconsin. I could tell you all about Penn State, Jahan Dotson. They got Theo Johnson, the tight end. They got Drew Alar coming on, coming in. They got another running back coming in whose name I can't remember. Whatever. Brandon Smith, linebacker. Brandon Smith, linebacker. I also like Jesse Lucetta, although Bob doesn't because Bob is just a grumpy son of a bitch. Okay. <laughs> This is why you would make a perfect offensive lineman. You just look grumpy all the time. You got resting grump face, Bob. Well, that night, I, I kind of got that like whole frat guy look, too. So I think that would uh, I think it's, help I in think that it's regard the beard. As well. Like yeah, seeing probably. that come through the chin strap, I think yeah. it would be really nice. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Well, you have a backwards hat on. Are you wearing any bracelets right now? All right, there it is. Perfect. Um, so after this segment, Bob is going to go chug a natty light. Um, no. But. <laughs> No, you're not. I'll I'll do a bush light or a Miller light only. Okay. How about next year at the expo? I bring you a lion's head. Sure. All right. Perfect. The beer of Pennsylvania. Um, all right. So Bob, let's talk about your Devi player of the week before we get to mine. Sure thing. I, uh, so, you know, I, I went and I'm bringing up Devin Lloyd linebacker of Utah and I went. I wanted to, you know, brush up on his film again today. I watched him coming into this season. haven't hadn't really dove into his 2021 film yet, and you know, I was expecting to come into his film guns blazing and just be ready to pound the table that this guy's the LB one, no doubt for sure, whatever. And to be honest, I was kind of taken aback by his film a little bit um, this year. Not as impressive um, in terms of just his film. When you look at his production. It is elite level of production. Um, I mean, this is levels of like Luke Keekley and Darius Leonard levels of production. Um, so that absolutely has to be noted. But some of the like raw things that I don't love, like his his block shedding, just terrible. Too often, you know, he's going to after the ball carrier, trying to get in the backfield, rushing the quarterback, and he just gets held up and locked up by the offensive line. And you'd like to see him be able to rip away from that and do literally anything to get around the guy. And he just, you know, it takes three or four shoves to try to get around the guy. It's not a one rip to the side or a swim over or anything. He's just locked up. He's done. Um, you know, and that plays into a poor pass rush. He does have six sacks on the season, which is impressive for a linebacker. The thing they've done a lot more this season is lining him up at outside linebacker, kind of like an edge hybrid. Um, and then also mixing him up as an inside linebacker off the ball as well. 
Um, not something I love, but he does play the position pretty well. The reason I don't love it is because he's getting matched up against offensive linemen and not getting around them and making much of a play. Um, when it comes to his size, good size, he's a little kind of lanky. He's about 235 at 6'3". Um, I think he's added a little bit of bulk to that frame to be able to help in that strength department of getting around guys, but I just haven't seen that yet this year. Um, when it comes to speed and quickness, you know, pretty quick, but he's not very fast. I don't think he's going to run a 4-4 by any stretch. I think he's going to be more in that 4-5, maybe low 4-6 category. Um, you know, like I said, I've just been kind of disappointed. Like I said, I was ready to come in and just be – blown away again by his film but i just wasn't when it comes to just basic tackling he's a good tackler um he, and he's strong enough to bring down ball carriers by just doing an arm tackle however the thing is that's not going to work in the nfl and too often he relies on only arm tackles he doesn't really get in front of every anybody he's not a body tackler by any stretch he's more of just a guy who relies on that arm tackle like i said he's not a thumper he's not a guy you want in tackling Derrick Henry in the hole. That's not his game. He is what my biggest note on him is he's probably going to be the defensive attack dog of wherever he goes. Um, I still have him as a first round prospect as of now in the 2022 draft class, um, leaning towards the later end of the first round, maybe high end second round. Um, and like I said, the big note is that production is absolutely elite. Um, Luke Keekley, Darius Leonard type production. Um, I haven't rated anybody higher in the last three seasons when it comes to this type of production besides Luke Keekley and Darius Leonard. So all in all, I like Devin Lloyd, but I was kind of taken aback, like I said. But that's about all I have. He's probably still going to be my linebacker one because I think he's still evolving in his game a little bit. And the fact that they've decided to move him around, I don't love, but it is what it is. I think they're trying to kind of make him more of a complete player. Um, he transferred from being a wide receiver and a safety in high school to being a linebacker solely in college. So it's kind of an odd transition for him, but I like him still. I wasn't as blown away as I wish I would have been, but that is Devin Lloyd. I think you're going to like him as you get into his film more and more. At least I hope so. And like I said, the production is the biggest note for him. All right. So Bob, you just, you, we did the, your Debbie player of the week and then you talked about how much he sucks is what I know he does. He doesn't suck though. And that's, that's the thing. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, you can take it like that, but you should take it as like, you know, don't have take lock on a guy. Like that's me. I was, I was absolutely ready to be like, this is my linebacker one, no doubt about it. But you know, instead I came to his film and I'm just like, and maybe it's just the fact that I was ready to be like, Oh yeah, this is going to be great. Like I was looking for the confirmation bias Mm -hmm. and Mm-hmm. I didn't get that, you know, so you can take it as, like I said it, like, oh, yeah, he's not going to be great. But I do think he's going to be a guy that we don't see perform right away. He's going to be a guy who probably comes into the NFL. He's not going to be like a Micah Parsons. I don't okay. think that's going to be him. Question. Go. Remember that linebacker I was enamored with at the Senior Bowl last year? He finished his career. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's a dang name. He he's like anything? the third. He's the third string on the Cowboys right now. Can't think well, of who he is. They do have a good linebacking core. No, um, they don't. They just well, they just cut Jalen Smith, so there's even less people for him to compete against snaps with. This guy that you were talking about is he better than any linebacker on the Eagles? Oh yeah, you would okay. be like mm-hmm. 
you'd be enamored. He'd be an immediate starter for you guys. I mean, he's you guys. You guys have some some uh, draft capital to use. So, yeah, you know, I mean, well, and, that, and, and I mean, if those if those picks end up a little later, I think your picks are a little high for him. I don't really think there's going to be a linebacker drafted picks. this high. I know, but I, I think they're like a little higher from where they should be looking at Devin Lloyd. Okay, because um, I think their lowest pick right now is projected 16th, if I'm not wrong. While Bob was talking about his Debbie Player of the Week. Here are some schools for Sean to choose from. So we'll we'll do this. Oh jeez. I, I got some good ones on here, and it was part of it was influenced by you, Bob. So Utah. There's not enough Utes fans out there. Wake Forest, SMU, Temple, because everyone likes torture. <laughs> Old Dominion, Idaho. Come on, gotta give the Vandals some love. UTEP, Stanford, Coastal Carolina, and Appalachian State. So we Coastal got Carolina. 10- be a bandwagoner <laughs> we got we got 10 good you stanford know, would be pretty good I, was, I mean i'm really yeah. for me it's wake forest and utep i don't know i'm just I'm feeling <laughs> it you know what i mean i just um yeah like no hitching your wagon to bam or ohio state or anything like that no it's, i wouldn't be doing that but so, as much as pork would like me to yeah well what is <laughs> anyway so i want to take a minute and talk about and i'm not going to go as in-depth as Bob did. I'm just going to say this. I want to talk about Raheem Sanders from the University of Arkansas. Um, he's a big dude. Six foot two, 225 pounds. He was a four-star recruit. He's a true freshman right now. Here's what I like about Raheem, Mor- uh, Raheem Sanders. Sorry, Raheem Morris, defensive coordinator. So I was watching film on Traylon Burks, and this is what I do. As you guys know, I'm not a Debbie guy, but I'm kind of getting there. Nate and I were talking about it. We went to the Penn State-Maryland game the other week. Man, if we could just talk about scouting and never set a lineup again, we would be so happy. I can't set a freaking lineup to save my life right now. I do have one team that's 0-10. It's been brutal. When I'm looking at a prospect like Traylon Burks, I look at these ancillary guys. Who's doing what? Reem Sanders stood out to me. The dude is a banger. All right, he's knocking people on the rear end. As a true freshman, he's six foot two, 225 pounds. So you kind of get to watch me grow and come along as a Devi guy. And I'm just going to tell you things that stand out to me. What I see is looks like he could pass pro. He can run between the tackles. He can knock people over. So my process right now is I'm putting him on my watch list. And that's what I'd like you to do too. Sean has his stats up on the screen, 87 carries 460 yards and one touchdown. He's averaging 5.3 yards per carry as a freshman in the SEC. This kid is just out of high school. Okay, so these are things that I take note of. What do I think he could be at the next level? I think it's too early to tell. But man, I'll tell you what, the guy runs a lot like a collegiate DeMarco Murray. I mean, he's big, he's mean, he's knocking people over. So he's on my radar. Put him on yours. And that's going to wrap up our Devi Player of the Week segment. So um, Bob, Sean, me, great job. Yeah, don't do the skinny layout. Nobody likes that. That doesn't look good. So um, don't forget, we do have weekly Devi and IDP content over on our YouTube channel. Uh, thank you again, Bob, killing it with the YouTube. We are currently sitting at 817 subscribers. We would love some more. Tell yourself, tell a friend, hit that subscribe button. Um, and I also want to talk to you guys about Dynasty Owner. Are you looking for a new way to play Dynasty? A way to go deeper than just drafting, trading, and setting lineups. First things first, you came here, so you're smart. 
But if that's true, it's time to check out DynastyOwner.com. DynastyOwner.com is the new and improved way to play Dynasty Fantasy Football at its deepest level, featuring new challenges like managing a salary cap. Sure, rookies are of value now, but what about in the future? Build your dynasty around the cap and make the tough decisions when the time comes. New leagues are now forming. It's time to own your dynasty at DynastyOwner.com. Let them know the Dynasty Rewind sent you by using the code Rewind. The link will be in the description. There's no drafting right now. Plenty of orphan teams available. Stuff drops out all the time. So just make sure you head on over there, grab a team, get on the waiting list for next year. They always have new leagues forming as well. So uh, as of right now, we are going to do a dynasty player price check. We just kind of want to gauge like what we're doing with some of these players. You know, there only seems to be two options in dynasty fantasy football. And that's what kind of frustrates me. It's either buy or sell. Hold is one that's not commonly talked about as much, but what about the most important one? Start. It's in season. We got to play these matchups. So let's start here. We're going to kick it over the intern. Sean, what are you doing Right now, if you have Mike Williams on your roster, or are you trying to acquire him? With Mike Williams, I mean, if I have him on my roster, which I have quite a decent percentage of, uh, uh, I'm definitely holding him. I mean, at this point, uh, right now in the last three weeks, I think he hasn't scored any. Uh, he hasn't had a double-digit fantasy point output in any kind of even PPR leagues in the last few weeks. Um, so he is definitely a hold for me. Um, cause you're definitely not going to sell them at a value that you think you should. Um, if you had asked me this about three weeks ago, right before this production, I honestly was on the fence of selling. I think I, even in our group chat, I, I proposed the idea, should I sell Williams for such and such in a few pieces, even if it was a team that wasn't rebuilding just because it was such a turn in his value up to this point. Um, because in terms of up till now, his you know, production hasn't really been consistent and seeing that consistent production over those first three or four games of the season was getting the the community pretty excited. And uh, he was pretty valued at one point. So uh, I think if you had moved him at that time, you were getting a pretty decent return. Um, but right now, as it stands, he is definitely a hold for me. As far as a buy, I don't know that I'm, you know, it's, there's too much um, in you know, too much in question in terms of his uh, where he goes next year. Is he going to stay with the Chargers? Is he going to go somewhere else? This is his last year on his deal. So, you know, if he was long-term with Herbert, I'd feel a little more comfortable um, saying, oh, maybe there is a chance to buy here and take an opportunity. But not knowing where he's going to go is, you know, even an even bigger question. So I'm I'm not pursuing those kinds of trades right now for, for him. For the record, I have no problem acquiring the unknown if the price is right mm-hmm. yeah just i've yeah. always i've always used that to my advantage to get a player at a better cost um, right so but hey there's always two sides to every trade so robert what are you doing with tua so tua is just such an interesting enigma to me because i, I think at this point people are like myself included i've never been high on tua but like Same. when he's actually been healthy and has pieces around him, he hasn't looked terrible. And, you know, I think right now I'm more out on Miami than I am on Tua. Like okay. when like when there was chatter of Tua going to Washington, I was mm-hmm. honestly like, I like it personally. I wouldn't downgrade any of their players. I wouldn't necessarily upgrade them. But I just think that 
like us fantasy players, Miami is not sold on Tua. And I think a lot of that is buyer's regret because they picked Tua over Justin Herbert last year. And Justin Herbert was rookie of the year, essentially, and, you know, balled out, did his thing, and he's still playing pretty well. He's actually been not great the last few weeks. But, you know, when it comes to Tua, I have zero shares because I was never really high on him. And like, but now is almost coming into that time where maybe you can get him on your team for a fair price. Superflex, it depends on who you're trying to get him from, though. If you're getting him from the diehard to a truther, it's never going to happen because the prices are, are not going to match up. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I maybe trade a lower ish quarterback and a second round pick, you know, but that's not going to get it done for them. They're going to be looking for a first plus, you know, or, or a better quarterback and two in a second, you know, they're going to be trying to look to quarterback upgrade me, et cetera. But, you know, like I said, I'm more out on Miami as a franchise because they've, they got Waddle. That was an awesome pick. He's, he's showing us that I think he's solid. He's the real deal, but that offensive line is far by far the worst in the league. And I think Tua is kind of going to need to be a guy that has a line around him. I think he's more mobile than people give him credit for but not mobile enough to be like a Russell Wilson that can play with a crap line in front of him for 10 plus years and be solid. I just don't think that's his game. I think he's a slower reader of the field. I just don't, I don't see it lasting for him very long in Miami. If this is how it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, also uh, Russell Wilson shut out this past weekend in the first time. in Heck his- yeah. Um, Heck yeah. The Packers defense. That I'm yeah. still not buying into, by the way. I still don't think they're good. I think there's going to come a point where we just get absolutely dunked on, and then it's going to be like, well, what, what happened? And it's like they were never good. They've just, they, they sorry to go on a tangent here, but like the Packers defense, watching them every week, like they're not good. They're not good players. But for whatever reason, the team we're playing. Okay, I didn't need this, but for whatever reason, the team we're playing just is all out of whack. I don't know if it's what Joe Barry is throwing at them scheme wise. If he's just dialing up the perfect blitzes or four to five man blitzes, nothing too crazy, but, or if it's just our secondary stepping up, you know, Rasul Douglas and, you know, Kevin King for whatever it's worth. And, you know, Eric Stokes having streaks of brilliance, but more of, you know, boneheaded DPIs and stuff like that. But, Adrian Amos absolutely being a stud. Darnell Savage being really good, not showing up necessarily in IDP category, but just being good. I just, there's going to come a time where that defense just gets absolutely blown up and it'll probably be against the, you know, I would say the 49ers in the playoffs, but I don't know if they're going to make it at this rate. But I think there's going to come a time where that defense gets punked and it's going to be bad. Like it's going to be week one, New Orleans Saints bad. Yeah, I was going to say it's going to be at the wrong time. Yeah. Um, I want to piggyback off two of there. And if I can, I'm getting rid of any Miles Gaskin shares that I have, which is how bad that line is, as Bob uh, talked about. And I do think that the Dolphins will be in the market for a running back Agreed. this offseason, either by a trade, free agency, or through the draft. There's some good options out there, to be honest. So there's going to be some guys available. Um, Marlon Mack could be somebody that they think about, you know, a guy like uh, Damian or Darrell Williams. I wanted them to take Najee so bad. I'm glad they didn't. 
Oh, yeah, I'm glad he went where he did, to be honest with you. Yeah. I know, but for some no. reason, I just, I don't know. No. No? no. Don't do that. Don't do Najee right. dirty like that. So, um, Sean, we're actually going to, we're going to loop it back to you. What are you doing with Slant Boy and Michael Thomas? You got to be, sell- you got to get this guy off your rosters, right? That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, if I, if I sniff out any opportunity to sell Michael Thomas for anything, I'm going to probably do it it's not what gonna are be you, super cheap but what are you moving him for um i'm gonna tell you i haven't been able to what um, like what would be your we won't tell anybody but like what's your <laughs> lowest price i don't think pay? i have him in anything i'll take, um, I'll take a second for i you. honestly Sorry, probably would take a second at this point see right well now. and and my thing is i personally i'd buy him for a second i'd maybe I'd not shoot. I'd shoot for a 2023 20, second. That would be like, I wouldn't want a 2022 20, second. See, I don't want to go that far. Second. You listen to the Dynasty Rewind, you're going to be able to figure out what to do with that second round pick. That's fair. But, well, and yeah. I went in an IDP league because it stretches the value so much further. But, you know, in a normal league, just looking at offense, I would, I would throw that second out there, especially if I'm a contending team. Because next year, you know, he's probably got one maybe two years of like actual production left in him, you know, but we are seeing that kind of like Victor Cruz, you know, end where it's just, he just gets knickknack injuries and he's just yeah. done, yeah. you know, stuff like that where he's just, I think maybe, I, maybe this is my, the end is nigh, but I would kind of like to take that swing. If I'm in that position where it's going to be a late second anyway. Yeah. Well, my no, line, my line would be 2022 first or 2022 second or 2023 second. That's like how far I'd be. Okay. To, and uh, I, I like that. But here's the thing, Bob, we're talking about buying the unknown. You talk about buying Mike Williams. If Mike Williams, I mean, we're talking about good scenario, good scenario. He stays in Los Angeles and he's with Justin Herbert. It's a good scenario. He leaves as a free agent and he chooses the quarterback he wants to work with. Also a good situation, obviously. You know what I mean? He could he could end up in Green Bay, or he could end up wherever Aaron Rodgers is playing next year. Um, More Houston. likely. I don't know. But the thing is, what is Michael Thomas tied to? Jameis Winston is not under contract. Taysom Hill is not the guy. Yeah. Trevor Simeon is not the guy. So, I mean, we're talking about, you want to talk about a bear covered, which, by the way, this weekend, the Saints play the Eagles. They're, they're rolling out two guys that have no business starting an NFL game in Jalen Hurts and Trevor Simeon, but here we are. So we're talking about an empty cupboard. cupboard. That's Michael Thomas. That's why I don't want him on my team. I do think that Sean Payton's a good coach, as much as I hate Sean Payton, but he doesn't have anything to coach right now. I don't think Jameis Winston comes back because he got hurt. You're not yeah. supposed to lose your job to injury, but it yeah. happens. We've seen well, and I, I think it was it's one of those things where it's like, you know, he's just kind of had his run, you know, and I th- I think there's just so much where yeah, you get so much out of out of a player, and I think he could go be a backup somewhere and you know, maybe have like a Ryan Fitzpatrick type career. Are you talking like about that's genius? yeah, that's what I could <laughs> see happening for him. I think so personally. But yeah. you know, Michael Thomas is lukewarm, you know, to me where like I said, I have him in one league, and I bought him for like a, I think a pair of seconds, and it's like I'm okay with that. And, and this was before the season, before, when he was only supposed to miss six weeks, not, you know, oh now I'm just I'm I'm done for the year. Sorry guys, hmm. you know, not that they care about what we have going on, but 
it's tough. Like you said, you nailed it too with, you know, really not knowing what's going on at quarterback for them. Like, hey, maybe Aaron Rodgers goes to the Saints. Wouldn't that be just something strange? I don't think they have the money for it. Yeah, I don't I don't know. But it would be interesting. I mean, you want to talk about spoon feeding the guy a division title if Tom Brady retires. Oh, he won't though. He, he won't. The only way he retires if he, is if he wins the Super Bowl. That's it. And I don't think even then. Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers playing each other twice a year would be fan freaking tastic. But yeah. Bob, we're actually going to loop it back to you now. Sure. What are you doing with Clyde Edwards-Alaire? Clyde is a tough one. Um, you know, I think everybody's trapped in the if they have them still. I think they're trapped in the maybe they didn't really like him as a prospect because I personally didn't love him as a prospect. I thought he had some tools, but I think everybody fell in love with the landing spot over what the prospect really was. I agree. And I, and I think that's just taking over where if I had him, I'm trying to move him. Problem is there's little to no market for the guy because while he's been hurt, Daryl Williams has been an absolute dude. I think he had, I don't remember how he played this or I didn't see how he played this week, but you know, in the other previous weeks, he's been lights out, great flex play, solid RB one or two. And Clyde, we had maybe two weeks of that in his entire career so far. And I know that this Kansas city offense has been kind of disjointed, but like Daryl Williams has been one of the bright spots of the offense in that interim of this offense being not great. Although they were great this last week against a terrible Oakland Raiders defense, Las Vegas Raiders, excuse me. So if I have him, I don't. If I had him, I'd be trying to look at, to move him. But the problem is, is you're probably looking for like a first or maybe you're trying to move him for a wide receiver if you lost, say, Robert Woods or Calvin Ridley. But I just don't think you're going to find the value match that you're going to be happy with moving him with. So you're just going to be like, you know what? I'm going to ride this out hope for the best. Maybe he has a good game and I can move him for more later. I think that's your best bet. I don't think there's any better scenario for Clyde coming. I would be shocked to see Daryl Williams go back to the bench after this performance, but I could be wrong. I don't see it happening, though. I think it's a committee backfield from here on out. Mike, do you think just knowing Andy Reid better probably than anybody in our group here, do you think that he's going to commit to throwing to the running back a bit more, seeing how successful Williams was this past game. You know, the problem is everybody was excited about CH for that. And that really hasn't really come to fruition. The thing is, if if you look at the quarterbacks that Andy Reid has coached in Philadelphia, Donovan McNabb, and there was there were times where McNabb was out. So you had guys like E.J. Feely, Jeff Garcia, Mike McMahon uh, won a game for the Eagles while throwing for less than 100 yards. Um, that is a fun fact. It did happen. It was in 2005 for 97 yards. Um, so some of these guys, they, they didn't have big, strong arms. McNabb did, but he was wildly inaccurate down the field, so they incorporated a lot of screens to Westbrook. Um, and a lot of the, the screen game, Believe it or not, that was Marty Morningwig calling those plays in 2006 and 2007. So I do think that you're going to see a little bit more of it. But a guy like Mike with Mahomes, they're going to still push it down the field. That's just what they do. Mm-hmm. They have the speed. They have the skill to get it down the field. Um, you know, this is this is the case of you had guys that were pumping Clyde Edwards-Alaire up. Lazy analysis. He's the running back one because he's going to Kansas City. 
It's fool's gold, man. That's why Jonathan Taylor was the better prospect coming out. He's a better runner. He can catch the ball just as good as Clyde Edwards-Alaire. If you had him as the running back one, the reason we reason why, and you were right. Two years in, you were freaking right, man. It's that easy. But um, personally, I will take some Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I like him. I still believe. I'm not buying him to be my running back one. I'm trying to get him as my RB two. What are you? What are you willing to pay to acquire? I will gladly play pay a 2020 first. Hopefully, something towards the mid or back of that round, or 2023 second. I'm okay with. Or you know, if we got to do like a picking a player and three fab dollars, I'll I'll, I'll buck up the fab dollars. Hey, you always got to ask for fab. You never know when that fab's going to come in handy, man. Seriously, especially in leagues where, you know, mm. super flex leagues, you got quarterbacks dropping every single week and you got to pick guys up off the waiver wire. You need that fab money. You just do. So, I used all mine on Elijah Mitchell. So yeah. I'm all fresh <laughs> out. I'm happy, though. I'm good. Yeah. Man. Hey, he's been startable. Uh, last guy. I'm going to take the last one here, and that's Darren Waller. And I think that this is actually pretty cut and dry. If you're contending, get him on your team. Pay a first-round pick. Pay a first and a third and maybe a lesser tight end. And if you're not contending, get him off your roster. I think that's one of those things where if you're not contending, he doesn't help you. And if you are, you want him on your team. Even with how poorly his production's been the last few weeks. Yeah, I, I still believe. Man, I mean, there's no way to think that there's he's still not going to be a target like machine. Like I know his production's been down a bit, but I mean... His targets came back last week again, even though the production wasn't there in our fantasy points. But he's he's there's no way in this offense that he can't get more targets, like and continue to just be a big chunk of that that target percentage. Um, so I'm I'm glad to go out and buy him. I mean, this sounds really silly, but in my home league, he's someone dropped him on wa- like waivers, like, and I just can't like I almost like shit my pants. Sorry, is that a that redraft one. league? Yeah. I was just like, are you kidding me? Uh, so, you know, for me, that's he is that's a sure sign that the community is down on him at the moment. And maybe those that might not be so apt or so happy with it, you know, especially in this landscape, you need guys that can give you at least moderate production. And those are gold right now in tight end landscape. Sure. And he's going to give you that plus more. All right. Well, Sean, you have some trades for us. I do. Let's go through our list here. And you guys tell me whether you'd say yay or nay. We've got a few for each of these players. These are recent trades within the last seven days. Um, so some might be before, after the weekend. Some might be just slightly before uh, the weekend. So let's start off. We start let off with Mike Williams. Okay. Um, so Mike Williams in a 2023 first. Wait, what would you Mike. Mike Williams for a 2023 first. I thought you said Mike Williams and Sorry. a 2023 That's what first. I said, but I, like, I meant did. the other way. <laughs> okay. I think it's pretty fair, to be honest with you. I'm so taking I'm the first and I'm running, personally. I, I was going to say, I'm assuming the guy getting Williams is maybe contending and just looking for some depth or something like that, right? And pushing out the picks to 2023. But honestly, I'd be happy with that 2023 first. That 2023 first could have also been requested. That could have been a counter sure. trade too. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy with either. If I'm contending and I'm getting Mike Williams, I'm yep. still getting a young enough wide receiver that I can contend this year and have a young wide receiver on my roster. And if if I'm not contending and I'm getting a 23 and a three first, mm-hmm. I'm happy with that as well. 
and I think we see a stark difference, right? We, we there's also another trade with a 2022 first, the same, uh, same, just straight up for Mike Williams. Um, again, I feel the same way. I'd probably be happy with the 2022 if I was rebuilding, um, just to kind of reload. I'd probably ask for a bit more, maybe, but I would as well. Um, the third, yeah, or maybe uh, throw in uh, like a flyer somewhere. Yeah. Um, but here's another difference, right? So Mike Williams for a 2022 second and 2023 third. I don't like that one as yeah. much. See, so we've no. got kind of a big range. So this is probably one of one of the reasons why we've talked about him or thought about bringing him up today. Um, another one is Mike Williams in a 2023 third for a 2024 first, 2022 fourth, and Khalil Herbert. No, get that shit out of here. Yeah, the, the fact of the matter is, twenty twenty four is too far away. Yeah, um, Cleo Herbert's a fine player. Yeah, but even Mon- Montgomery's the guy. And you know, the fact of the matter is, Cleo Herbert's could be one of those guys yeah. um, that has a couple of good weeks you never hear from him again. Yeah, it's within the realm of possibility. Okay, so I think we kind of saw the high low ends. We saw a deal we'd take. We saw a deal we'd probably throw away and just trash it. Uh, Before so, we move on, yeah, quick question: If you're a commissioner. Just answer real quick. How far out do you let people trade picks? I do two years. So right now we could trade 22 and 23, nothing past that. I think so I'm in, I'm commissioning one and I think I, we have till 2024. So I think yeah, that's, sleeper lets you three years out. Yeah. So that's just I think what I three. Okay. Yeah. What I do. But. Okay. Just curious. Move yeah. on, Sean. Do your All thing. Right. So next uh, is Tua. Tua was our next guy. Uh, thinking in Superflex context, um, just to make it easier. Um, first one, as simple as it gets, Tua and a 2023 first. What are you doing with that? I'll take that first. I probably would, unless I'm like, unless I need to start Tua and I'm competing, mm-hmm. like, then I'll take the first. Like, unless. Yeah. I, yeah. I think if Tua is my only other quarterback in a Superflex, I'd probably not move the fur i'd probably not move it but if Tua was my third quarterback and i felt fairly comfortable with my two guys that i had i'd probably move it for sure yeah, yeah. um all right so let's do this one uh Tua and a 2023 first for jordan love and a 2022 first run that by me one more time so this one is Tua and a 2023 first for Jordan Love and a 2022 first. Give me the two aside. I'm there as well. The yeah. fact of the matter is, I really, and Bob might be able to touch on this better. I don't think Jordan Love did anything really against mm-hmm. a bad Kansas City defense. No, to say, hey, I mean, I'm the guy. Yeah. I mean, touching on Jordan Love, touching on Jordan Love just a little bit, you know, I, I don't think he did anything to say, like, yes, I am the Green Bay franchise quarterback when Aaron Aaron Rodgers is done. Didn't do anything like that. But looking at the game for what it was, I don't think he did anything to tell us that, like, no, he's not our guy either. Um, can't, Steve Spagnuolo is not a great coordinator, but he does do well in disguising blitzes and schemes and stuff like that, especially for a quarterback who hasn't seen that stuff yet. You know, he hasn't played a full game in the NFL, and there were plays where, you know, his throws were fine and they were good throws. And I think when he was actually utilized out of the pocket, running, you know, bootleg to his side, throw that way, I think he was good. 
but when he would sit in the pocket, it, it was just he didn't know where blitzes were coming from. He's just that tick of a second behind being able to get a play through. But in that case, I'll take the quarterback that's already starting. And, the you know, it's a, a year later first, but it is more likely a better draft class from what we're seeing now and what we're seeing projected in the future from our Debbie team. It's more than likely going to be a better 2023 class than a 22 class. So I'll take the first and the quarterback who's already starting. Yeah. Give us one Same. more for Tua, Sean. One more for Tua. Sorry, this one was real special for you, Mike. So Tua and a 2023 second for Jalen Hurts. Tua side. Right. Oh. Although no I will say Jalen Hurts, he, he can run, but you know, I was watching film on Kennedy Brooks, who's like the most average running back I've ever seen in my entire life. And uh, some of the film was from 2019, and I just see some of the crap that Jalen, you know, and I can understand why teams get and people get enamored with him. He does have rushing ability, but you know, what we're seeing with a guy like him and a guy like Tua, I see shitty throwing motions, which should not be happening in the Big 12 and the SEC. Sorry, it shouldn't. What I see is guys that are mobile enough to get themselves out of trouble, but they're throwing to wide open wide receivers. I don't see these guys throwing in the tight windows, and they have problems with that when they come in the NFL. So the reason I'm critical of these guys is, oh, look at the production. Yes, it's great. But let's not forget, there was a time that Johnny Manziel played a half of football against Rice and put up stats that would make your eyes explode. You know, he put up almost 400 yards of total offense. So, you know, numbers lie, but the tape do- tape doesn't. That being said, you know, I don't know. Because realistically, two is starting there next year. And there's a, there's a scenario where Jalen Hurts is not the starter for the Eagles next year. It's very, very possible. So give me the two aside. What about you? What about you, Bob? I lean the same way. Um, again, just that, you know, you get the extra pick too. And mm-hmm. I've never been a Jalen Hurts guy. I get it. I Like Mike said, I get the enamorment. I guess if that's a word. But I just. It is now. It is now. But I'm just going to agree with Mike. Everything he said is pretty spot on for the most part. He was actually pretty fair with his Hertz assessment, although he is not as fair in the Patreon group chat. <laughs> <laughs> Got to give the people their money. All right, Sean, how about All Michael? Right, let's get this train rolling. So Michael Thomas, I tried to, a lot of these deals that were more recent are really kind of jumbled and just, I, I wonder if he was just to throw into a lot of these things, but try to keep it as simplified as we can. Mike Thomas and a 2023 second, which seemed to be in line with what we all kind of said we'd yeah. be pretty close or happy with yeah yeah all right uh michael thomas for robert woods in a 2022 third and this date looks like it was i'm looking at the date it happened the friday the day that he got hurt so i don't know if this is before or after somebody tried to swindle somebody that sounds like a swindle i think it might have been no because i mean it was saturday that the news came out though yeah i mean it might so have just been dumb luck. Right. Let's let's take it as Robert Woods was healthy when this trade was made, in which case I, I will take the Robert Woods. I'll side. take Woods all day there. Too. I think that yeah. would have been a steal. If all right. you know. And this is uh this is another one. Tyler Lockett for Michael Thomas. I want Lockett. Mm-hmm. Give me Lockett. I mean, he's playing. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I think that's good for him. I know there there's a lot of like convoluted trades in this one. So again, he's sure he's he's in a lot of like throw-in pieces. That's for sure. All right. Uh, so, 
Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Uh Amari Cooper for Clyde. It's always hard when you're when you're going out of position. Yeah, and out of context too. Yeah, I mean I guess if I'm competing, give me Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. You know, again, he's playing, he's playing at a high level, high powered offense. I think it's a pretty fair deal, personally. Yeah, I, I think, think it's you fair. Know, if I you're I'd rather have. If I, I think it league and team dependent, team build. If you need a running back, Clyde's the better option. If you need a wide receiver, Cooper, you know, most teams are a little weighted one way or the other. So I'm thinking that this is probably a good deal for both sides, which is rare, honestly, um, when it comes to fantasy football, in my opinion. I agree. All right. Uh, this one's interesting. Uh, so Clyde, a twenty twenty two second, a twenty twenty two another twenty twenty two second for Alvin Kamara. Gimme give gimme give Kamara. I don't care. So Clyde in two seconds mm-hmm. for Kamara. For Kamara. I'm assuming that this was before Kamara missed a week. This Which that was I do yeah, this, this was Friday, so this was just just okay. before he we found out. It was like it was kind of questionable, I think, still at that point whether he was gonna play or not. Yeah, he is the Saints offense and he will be when Michael Thomas comes back and whoever the offense or yeah, the I agree. quarterback is G- give me Kamara yep. easily. All right. So this one's interesting here too. Uh, again, kind of swapping positions here, but Clyde and a 2023 first for DJ Moore. I'm actually going to lead the lean the Clyde Edwards Alaire side there. I am as well. That's actually he's, where I'm going to. There. He's going to yeah. be the starting running back. You're going to get a good pick there. And it's just the, the questions that I have about mm-hmm. the Panthers offense right now. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore has not played a lot with Cam Newton. And I just. Peak DJ Moore, I'm more excited about. And I'd have a lot more trouble. But for right now, just the more recent sample we've been getting, I yeah. just, I can't get on it. Right now. I mean, I love for, it. I love the hey, player. But if DJ Moore tanks the rest of the year, you could use that first to get him then. Mm-hmm. Right? So you can get the best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on. Last guy, Darren Waller. Darren. Let's, let's take a look. Uh so let's see. This is the most recent one I'm seeing here. Darren Waller and a 2022 second and 2022 first. So Darren Waller for those two picks. Hmm. Mm. I mean, again, if you're contending, I want Waller, and if not, I'll take the picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind I of the same boat. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, again, or we could just do Darren Waller in a 2022 second. That was another one there. Who's uh, making that trade? That's why. I mean, I'm sorry. 2022 first. My 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 fault. I'll take Waller. Um, Give me the Waller side. See, the the only way I'm not moving Waller in these deals is like if I just had a bad year. Like Mm -hmm. I have a good team, but I have like Ridley, Woods, Akers, J.K. Dobbins on my IR. I'm just going to hold on to Waller one more year more than likely. Unless I I can get like a good tight end back, like unless I can get like a Hawkinson back or something like that level. That kind of mid tier tight end who hasn't really Some broke of, out yet. Some what of these think, deals like, are Dallas Goddard and a second for Darren Waller. I'm not a huge Goddard guy. 
So I mean, I'm not either, to be honest with you. I, I personally, but would've... that would that would be the realm I'd kind of be looking for if well, I was I like one year out still. I think you could probably do it for like a Noah Fant and a pick, or maybe a couple picks. You know what I mean, something like that. But you know, it's it's one of those things where Hawkinson might, you know, the the Hawkinson owner might not want Waller. They might want right. to just keep Hawkinson. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like that's that's what I'm I'm just saying that that's kind of the mold i'd want to try to make the trade in yeah. and you know throw in whatever i have to on my side to make that work because yeah. like you know if i'm that piece away like darren waller for you know a mike gasicki in my opinion isn't going to do me a whole lot i'm not on the gasicki right. train yet you right. know mr over right. seven last week oh, that's, oh he, that just, hurt me in a lot of spots too man didn't hurt me at all i don't have him anywhere so but (laughs) you know he's had a few good games this year don't get me wrong and he's sitting pretty in the tight end standings although we know it doesn't take that much to do that but you know i don't want to move darren waller for to be on the streaming tight end train hoping Mm -hmm. to find next year's dawson knox right you know to move an elite tight end so that's where i get caught up a little bit but if most cases, that's not the case where you just have everybody on IR and you just had a bad luck year. Yeah. So, right. yeah, I think I think what we're seeing from a lot. Of, I mean, here last one here, Gabriel Davis in a twenty twenty two second for Darren Waller. I mean, Darren you're not Waller. you're not getting you're not getting what you you need to get for Waller like in any of these things here. I mean, um, I think you know the the telling point is you know his value is is pretty low and i mean if you really want to go out and get him go buy him you know this is a, a point i think people think maybe this is a point where he's his production's turned with either the coaching staff or whatever but i mean th- the stuff we're seeing here seems a little bit it's on the buying side yeah i agree all right well hey great work guys uh brought the practice squad up as johnny said earlier so appreciate you guys hopping on with me you said it was a different look uh, podcast, but we did it. I think we made it work. What do you guys think? I think we did good. I think we did great. I think we're, we're ready to the active roster. Want. That's right. Yeah, that That's right. That hey, so. Pork's on IR, so you never know. He is. He only has he one. That extra spot. Yeah. He could probably still run faster than me. Oh, my. I could almost guarantee it. So um, until you, next Pork. time. Eh, yeah, you're all right. So until next time, everyone, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Why is that important when you rate and review on Apple only, apparently? Um, it helps people see us when they see us. Maybe we get more sponsors. We could help you win more leagues. It is that easy. Another way to do that is head on over to patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. Five bucks a month. You get everything. Group chat, which even I participate in. Uh, you get our written th- content. You get bonus podcasts. For $1, you just get the group chat. Head on over to verdeandglobal.com. Buy some Dynasty Rewind swag. We got hats. We got hoodies. We got T-shirts. We got long sleeve shirts. We got everything you need. Use the promo code REWINDER, all caps, and that is for 10% off all Dynasty Rewind merchandise. Don't forget about uh, our, our guys over at Underdog. Promo code REWIND, all caps. Please don't forget about DynastyHunter.com. We love all them. We love all you guys. So for Sean, for Bob, and for myself, be kind, everybody. Be kind. Please rewind. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. I almost forgot what to say. Take me out of here, Sean. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. And as always, be kind. Please rewind.